Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Missing Chapter. Guess what? It's that time. As parents, we dread it. Before parents, we loved it. Daylight savings time. Daylight savings time. There are so many questions, Phil, that surround daylight savings time. Who created it? When was it implemented? Why are we doing it? Do we continue to do it? It's an impromptu Missing Chapter chat. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast. Almost a special edition Missing Chapter Podcast. We had so many questions this week um, in our class, Phil Schaff, Yes, that we decided, you know what, if, if our kids have so many questions regarding daylight savings time, I'm guessing our listeners on the Missing Chapter do as well. So welcome to the Missing Chapter. If you're anything like Phil and I, you have maybe doubled your caffeine intake with yep. the change in, in hours. We're drinking this morning peanut butter cup, kind of maybe in honor of Halloween, which wasn't too long ago, uh, one of our favorite candies to receive that night mm-hmm. are the is the classic Reese's peanut butter cup, and this is a fantastic coffee by uh, Utica Coffee Roasting Company. Here we are, and we yeah we're drinking a lot of coffee. Uh, I've yeah. noticed yeah we're doing two pots a day in our class. <laughs> we are. So if you're anything like us, that change in time that Phil alluded to in the intro, boy. One hour really messes with your body and messes with your mind. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh, fall back. We get we get to gain right. an hour of sleep. That is not true as a parent. Uh, my kids are up even earlier now, and I think you could allude to that too. Yeah. And one of the things we we one of the reasons why actually Phil, you came up with the, the name time sensitive, uh, is because this is completely impromptu. Right. Usually we we you know t- take at least a few days to kind of develop a topic and and do our research. Today, we are kind of off the cuff. We got to talk some things because we came in this morning and, and we started talking about this. And we said you know, to ourselves, hey, let, let's do some research because there, there were some things we had no idea. Right. So we're, right. we're looking stri- uh, directly off of uh, some of our, our friends' websites uh, from the History Channel. Um, and I know, Phil, you were going to mention uh, yeah, History the, Travel, right? History Travel. Um, this is kind of a fun fact for the missing chapter. The History Travel app follows us on Instagram, Phil. Yes. So, you know, we like to think History Channel, when we tell kids, listen, you're going to do some research, those websites that you know are legitimate sources of information that you should go to, mm-hmm. you know, one of your first three maybe is the History Channel. And they they came through again because they have some great information here regarding um, the, the change in time. And I know, Phil, it's not just that hour change, but for us and, and me personally and our kids, it's it's the darkness Completely. You yeah. know, five o'clock the other night, we're making dinner and it's pitch black outside. And I can't help but thinking, boy, in the summer, it would still be bright out. We'd we'd just be starting maybe a walk or going somewhere right. to get ice cream. So it's the change in time, but it's really 
when does the sun go away? Yes. <laughs> and there's so many things that I thought I knew right. about daylight saving time um, that I think uh, we're, we're really going to try to narrow down here because uh, up until about a half hour ago, I thought I knew what I would know about this. Yeah. And, and some of the information that I thought was legitimate, the History Channel, you know, it, uh, kind of deconstructed for us. So, Absolutely. So we're going to go to the History Channel. We're going to give you some information here um, so that you guys are, are as filled in uh, as much as we are regarding daylight savings time. Many think that daylight saving time was conceived to give farmers an extra hour of sunlight to work their fields. And that was one of the, yes. the, the things I fell into. This is one of the most common misconceptions, Phil. Yep. In fact, farmers, oddly enough, have long been opposed to springing forward and falling back because it throws off their usual harvesting schedule. They want to remain in that pattern. They're one of the groups we do not want to deviate from that schedule. Makes total right. sense. Makes right? total sense. It does. But the real reasons for daylight saving are based around energy conservation and the desire to match daylight hours to the times when most people are awake. Hmm. And we think about, you know, obviously energy conservation has been a big topic as of late. The idea dates back to 1895 when entomologist George Vernon Hudson unsuccessfully proposed an annual two-hour time shift to the Royal Society of New Zealand. You know, two hours. Maybe that was just, I don't know where he came up with that number, but right. two hours seems even more extreme than what we do now. Ten years later, the British construction magnate William Willett picked up where Hudson left off, where he argued that the UK should adjust their clocks by 80 minutes each spring and fall to give people more time to enjoy daytime recreation. Willett was a tireless advocate of what he called, quote unquote, summertime. But again, his idea never really stuck, never made it through Parliament, and therefore was never implemented. See, and, and this is the thing, because originally you think, uh, and this is probably going to be a little bit more detailed than our the second half of this episode, but I, I never thought it was dated back to 1895. Right. So as I'm reading this right now, and we'll post these links in our, our bio on Instagram and we'll post them on Facebook so you guys can go directly to them and read these for yourselves. Uh, but it, it's very eye-opening, the fact that it dated back to that time period. And, and like you said, 80 minutes for one person, the other person said two hours. It almost seems very arbitrary, but at the same time, you, you want to save the daylight, correct? Correct. For us in upstate New York, it is, I feel like, the exact opposite of that. Yes, it's a little a little brighter in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'd prefer, personally, to have it a little darker in the morning so we have an extended day uh, of, you know, of recreation, one of the only, right? It's, it's one of the things I, I look forward to with daylight saving um, in the spring. Yes. Closer to the spring because you get that longer, not even work day, but you go home from work, you feel like you have more time with the family to do something. Right. And we were just sharing with one of our colleagues, it was, you know, like you said just now, that the, the, how dark it got at five o'clock. We know right around the, the winter solstice on December 22nd, you're going to see it's actually going to get dark at like 430. Yeah. And then hopefully after that winter solstice, we start gaining hours. But it, it, it's a long time, I yeah. tell you. But it was interesting that that website already right off the bat, um, I, I kind of in the back of my mind thought, yeah, I think it had something to do with farming. Right. And they already did away with that. Absolutely. Yeah. That idea. So I'm going to continue on here. Um, same same thing from the History Channel right here. I, I think this is eye-opening once again. The first real experiments, looking at uh, paragraph four here, first real experiments with daylight saving time began during World War One, On April 30th, shout out to mom. That's her. That's my mom's birthday. Uh, 1916, she was not born in 1916. I want to point that out. I'm glad Germany, you said that. Yes. 
Germany and Austria implemented a one-hour clock shift as a way of conserving, conserving electricity needed for the war effort. The UK and several other European nations adopted daylight saving shortly after, and the United States followed suit in 1918. While Germany and Austria were the first countries to implement daylight savings, the first towns to implement a seasonal time shift were Port Arthur and Fort William, Canada in 1908. Had no idea. No. And it was it was implemented during World War One. Right. Like I, I, that's just bizarre for me to think, hey, we're fighting and we're also going to change the times on our clocks in order to conserve actually during the war. See, and that blows my mind, too, because uh, we always talk about how World War One seems to be one of the forgottens. You know, Absolutely. everyone goes right yeah. to World War yep. Two and, and rightly so. It's it's a it's an amazing piece of history. But we forget World War One and, and what the impact it made, obviously, on mm -hmm. World War Two. Right. But I don't think and this is this is one of the uh, the things that kind of blows my mind is that maybe we didn't realize how how much uh, we sacrificed. Right. Because if we're changing the clocks to conserve energy, then we really must have been in dire straits for yes. World War One. Yes. Um, all right. So moving on, most Americans only saw the time adjustment as a wartime act, and it was later repealed in 1919. So standard time ruled until 1942. So we had we we, we never adjusted times from 1919 to 1942. President Franklin D. Roosevelt reinstituted daylight saving during World War II. So it comes back. This time, more states continued using daylight saving after the conflict ended, but for decades, there was little consistency with regard to its schedule. Finally, in 1966, Congress passed the Uniform Time Act, which standardized daylight saving across the country and established its start and end times in April and October, which was later changed to March and November in 2007, which I don't remember that even. I don't either. And as I'm looking at this, 2007 is not long ago. I was still in college. Right. And... And again, it seems arbitrary. They're yeah. they're implementing it during certain times. They're they're adjusting and tweaking what months. I just feel like, and, and what are you hearing now, Phil? Is that maybe after March when we adjust the clocks? Hey, it's yeah, that's it. It's gone. We're done. We're going to yep. get rid of it again. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But it, this seems again very arbitrary. And and one of the things we we keep hearing uh, originally, you said, hey, it's for the farmers, and then we said, oh, it's you know for for school. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen anything about school. And then we said, oh, it's from Benjamin Franklin. Haven't seen that yet. Uh, we're seeing that it's wartime. We're seeing that it's energy uh, you know, conservation. But as I'm reading here in this last paragraph, it says, today, daylight saving time is used in dozens of countries across the globe, sure. But it remains controversial. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. when I had my hair cut the other day, um, Paulie, if you're listening, you get, everyone make your way over to Gentleman's Corner Barbershop in New Hartford Shopping Center. Um, but my friend Paulie was talking about daylight savings and said, Hey, listen, with kids, this is this is horrible. The entire barbershop started talking about it, and I didn't hear a single person was like, you know what? I love it. Um, but it says here that very controversial. Most studies show that it's energy savings, which this is the reason we're given, Correct. right? Are negligible. And you got to think if it was negligible, you know, years ago, I mean, before all of this electronic stuff, I mean, you, you must think it's even more negligible now, right? right. So uh, some even found the costs are higher since people are in hot climates are more apt to use their air conditioners in the daytime. So listen, once again, it makes more sense to to get rid of this. But meanwhile, there are two states, Hawaii and Arizona, that have opted out of daylight saving altogether and remain on standard time year round. So maybe we should follow suit with those two states. I think so. And you know what, Phil, you and I love our fun facts. We do. And we have some more fun facts, some trivia, if you will.
when we come after the break, we'll, uh, we'll share some fun facts, maybe some things you didn't know about daylight saving time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back from the break uh, here in the missing chapter. We love talking facts. We love going back and forth and having conversations. And once again, this is an impromptu missing chapter chat about daylight saving time. Now, I hope uh, some of our listeners, as you were listening to the first part, we purposefully added two different styles of, of describing this time period in, in our history. We Sometimes we said daylight savings time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we said daylight saving time. This is one of the things where um, when I woke up this morning, this is something I never really even thought about or even knew. But missing chapter fans, guess what? It's not daylight savings time. It is technically daylight saving time. We rendered the term second word in its plural form. However, since the word saving acts as part of an adjective rather than a verb, the singular is grammatically correct. So not only we talk in history, we're talking grammar here today. There Phil. you go. Now, a lot of the kids, uh, students in our class came in thinking, number two, that Ben Franklin had something to do with daylight saving time. I've heard that. Uh, and I myself had heard that to the point where I kind of started to think, yeah, he must have. By the time he was a 78-year-old uh, American envoy in Paris in 1784, um, Ben Franklin... Um, held the virtues of early to bed, early to rise. If you've heard that, that was a, a Ben Franklinism. Yes. Uh, he was not practicing what he preached, Phil. Mm -hmm. After being unpleasantly stirred from sleep at 6 a.m. by the summer sun, the founding father penned a, a, a kind of a comical essay in which he calculated that Parisians, simply by waking up at dawn, could save the modern-day equivalent of $200 million through, quote, the economy of using sunshine instead of candles. Hmm. But it was comical. It, it was it was meant as, you know, as satire. As a result of this essay, Franklin is very often erroneously given the honor of inventing daylight saving time. But he only proposed a change in sleep schedules, not the time itself. Right. And that's something we mentioned in the beginning uh, of this episode was that, you know, we're talking dating back to 1895. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, this is this is an interesting interesting aspect of it. So you have, he was, how old was he? How old was he? 78 year old, 78, 78 year old in, in 1784. Fast forward a hundred years when they really start implementing this idea. And it was based off of his essay. An essay that he was almost, it was just, it was meant as being something satirical, amazing. satirical, right? Just a good laugh. So it, it's interesting that the first date we hear is 1895. The second date we hear is, you know, some, some world war one, world war two era. It comes back. Um, and then we go back to Ben Franklin, where everyone says he coined it, and it's come to find yeah. out it's really has nothing really, to do with him. Nothing he just encouraged, it. yeah, yeah, your sleeping pattern as opposed to like a, a legitimate time change. Right, right. Interesting. So <clears throat> going back uh, to history.com, here we go. Ready? For decades, daylight saving in the United States was a confounding patchwork of local practices. This is an interesting one. 
So when it was repealed, as we mentioned in 1919, excuse me, some states and cities, including New York City, Chicago, continued to shift their clocks. National Daylight Saving Time returned during World War II, as we mentioned, but after its repeal three weeks after war's end, the confusing hodgepodge, as History Channel says, resumed. States and localities could start and end daylight saving whenever they pleased. I don't know how that works. A system that Time Magazine, an aptly named source, of course, described uh, in 1963, quote, as a chaos of clocks. How does anyone get anything done if all the clocks are different? Right. And this is what I'm going to build off of, Phil, with my next point here. You mentioned earlier on uh, that Hawaii and Arizona do not spring forward and fall back. Right. Arizona has an exception, though, Phil. The exception is the state's Navajo Nation. Oh. Okay. Who does recognize it. Now, other U.S. territories... Uh, American Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands also remain on standard time year round. Interesting. So even within the United States, you have some states that do, the majority, some states that don't, U.S. territories that don't. Uh, Another community that's very well known to us, Phil, in upstate New York, some Amish communities Mm -hmm. also choose not to participate in daylight savings time. Now, getting out of the U.S., around the world, only about one quarter of the world's population, all right, in approximately 70 countries, observe daylight saving. Interesting. And since their daylight hours don't vary much from season to season, countries close to the equator have little need to deviate from standard time. But yeah. we go back to the hodgepodge of who does and who doesn't and how the heck we all manage to still trade with one another and interact with one another and travel between countries. It's seriously confusing. Do you want to talk about seriously confusing? Go ahead. Listen to this. I just I just saw this as we were moving on here. In 1965, talking about the, the chaos of clocks in 1963, well, in 1965, there were 23 different pairs of start and end dates in Iowa alone, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, even began daylight saving two weeks before its Twin City, Minneapolis. So, as History Channel says, passengers on a 35-mile bus ride from Steubenville, Ohio to Moundsville, West Virginia, passed through, ready for this, seven time changes. It's hard for me uh, when when you're on a flight mm-hmm. going from like New York to Chicago and, and wondering, hey, is the time on my uh, my ticket, does that mean, you know, central time? Does it, am I, am I going to miss my second flight? I, it's hard time to Time zones are confusing forget enough. It. And then you throw in daylight saving. Yes. Like you said, forget it. So I, I'm assuming this. I'm not getting this from, from History Channel, but I'm assuming this is why they, they did the Uniform Time Act. Because, mm-hmm. listen, you got to standardize this. Correct. Um, and it does say in 1966 was the enactment of the Uniform Time Act. But I'm assuming because so many people, so many cities and localities were, were kind of doing their own thing as far as time goes. This was a this was a nightmare. Yeah. So they very confusing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we've gotten ourselves together to go on the same time. But now we're all sick of it and we all want it repealed. The other thing is and we got to talk about the health aspect, too, mm-hmm. because as as we're waking up from our slumber, um, our bodies are just they're, they're off. Right. Uh, you know, my kids think it's still <laughs> an hour later because their sleep schedules are off. And it, according to the AARP. Uh, losing an hour of sleep each March can take a serious toll on your well-being. The shift of daylight saving has linked has been linked to an uptick in heart attacks, strokes, traffic fatalities, and workplace injuries. Some sleep experts have called for an end to springing forward altogether. Which, once again, 
Makes total sense. Makes total sense. And Phil, I told you the, the statistic I heard the other day, you know, when, when we moved our clocks back, the number of uh, car accidents involving deer right, increases right. dramatically. Yeah. So it's, there are just so many working pieces to this. Yep. And I think, you know, we were confused on this. Our students were confused and it affects our lives so much that it was important for us to sit down, have a nice cup of coffee. Yes, sir. And share some facts with our listeners. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, I'm Phil Horander. And I'm Phil Schaff. Another chapter has been added to the history textbooks.